I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetas Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you rich, bratty teens and or surprisingly sad backstoried foster children? I'm Alan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really want to be either one of those. um... (sighs) You can pick a third option or just be you. I'm I'm wearing a panda mask right now. Oh, <laughs> and I'm Max. <laughs> and this is Zetas Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or decom in chronological order, and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched the Cheetah Girls. We did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that was a movie. We watched it. That we watched. Factually we correct. Uh, we watched this movie together as a moment in time. Listener, this is the first time in a very long time the group, the three of us have watched a DCOM together in true. the same room. That true. is true. Yeah. And we, we and you know what? We did it with together. this one, with the yep. Cheetah Girls. What a, what a monumentous way back. Yeah. Wow. It is a yeah. choice we made. It yes. Is. Do we feel better for... You know what? Let's not get into that. We'll we'll talk about that as we go on. Uh, The description of this film is as follows. Four teens aim to take the world by storm with their music. Um, Okay. I mean, it's not wrong. I'll take it. It's not wrong. I'll take it. I I, I am continually perplexed by the difference in summaries we get between these. It is wild. This is... What, seven words? And some of them are a whole paragraph. And some of them are, yeah, the whole plot with all of the backstory. Like, this is incredibly high level. Sure, that's not incorrect, but it gives you very little. Versus some of them, you know every moment. Mm-hmm. We have some ebbs and flows. Because if you recall, when we started with, like, Under Wraps and You Lucky Dog, they were our paragraphs. And then it, it sort of has, has waffled between them. But we've got some, it's just... I'll never get the the summary strategy at IMDb, but I'm always happy to always happy to read them. Uh, yeah. This movie was released on August fifteenth of the year two thousand and three, and I gotta know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No. This is my first time watching the Cheetah Girls. Somehow. Same. I agree. Also, and I think we had them at a moment to talk about this while we were you know watching. I felt like I was coming into a story halfway told. In, in this one, and it's because this based, like, it's, there's a book series of the Cheetah Girls that I was unaware of prior yeah. to watching this movie. Even though I had not seen it, I heard, uh, I was very aware of the Cheetah Girls. Yes. Whereas other DCOMs, maybe I knew them or didn't know. I definitely knew of the Cheetah Girls. Right. I'm aware that there are two movies. I'm aware that they were very popular, uh, but had never seen this film. I also got to say, I like you, was very aware of the Cheetah Girls. I feel like they are uh, in the DCOM zeitgeist, very popular. Yeah. Uh, even I put on threads the other day, what's your favorite DCOM? And a lot of people said Cheetah Girls. But I did not know what it was about, even a little bit, because I thought the Cheetah Girls was Gotta Kick It Up. Uh, oh. I thought the si Cheetah Girls said Si Se Puede. Si Se Puede. So, color me confused when that was in Gotta Kick It Up. Sure. And so, I really had no idea what to expect. I think, yeah, it's, you know, honestly, about halfway through the movie, I still didn't know what it was about until we had some very clear and, and you know, tell not show moments that were, that were in this film. So let's talk about other top things of the time. The top song for the second week in a row is Crazy in Love by Beyonce featuring Jay-Z. Uh-oh, 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 uh-o
Two weeks in a row. I, I think, have we ever had a song go three weeks? I don't think we have. Not three. Nelly went three. two. Yeah, Nelly went two for sure. But that, but I think Nelly was two different songs in two different I weeks. Think Hot 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 I think Hot oh, Year. No, you're right. Of right. Hot I think we've had a couple go two. We had Destiny's Child do two weeks Didn't in a row. Brandy do two. Boys mine. Brand, Boys mine. Brandy yeah, did two yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, maybe we'll get a three at some point. The top grossing film of the time was Freddy versus Jason. Which is interesting to me because I always equate those two characters with Halloween, and we're in August. I, that's again, Halloween time in the theme park I'm, world. I'm telling you, we call all scary movies Halloween movies, and they're just scary movies. It's it's. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just crazy that I'm it's sitting here the like problem with the Halloween movie versus like christmas movie like it's yeah. it's the problem with the whole thing is that they're like uh, there's not many true halloween movies but halloween gets every horror movie ever made that's just true. because of like some of the venn diagram overlap if, i guess because yeah, halloween is scary season if mm. it was michael versus jason you could make the argument sure uh, michael sure. can go in the halloween category that is fair that's fair some top news of the time molly this one i think will be particularly relevant for you the oc <gasps> premieres oh. on august 5th of the year 2003 what a time to be alive it was I was in high school. I think I would have been a freshman. Uh, 2003? So- I would have been a sophomore in high school in 2003, right? You tell us. No, I would have been a freshman. Okay. And um, man, did I love that show. And of course, this will result in Dave Rogowski leaving Gilmore Girls. To, <laughs> to go and- Dave Rogowski, <laughs> a.k.a. Seth Cohen. To be Seth, that's right. Mm-hmm. Seth Cohen uh, did to be on the OC. Of course, then leading to... Uh, Sebastian Bach being the new guitar player for Hep Alien, as we know. And, mm. uh, yeah. and meanwhile, Seth Cohen over in Orange County will befriend troublesome team Ryan Atwood, uh-huh. who will then begin the foursome, which is the two of them, uh, plus their lady loves Summer and Marissa. And from now on, uh, we will not be talking about the Cheetah Girls. Max and I will be comparing and contrasting Gilmore Girls and the OC. Yeah, so let's continue our new pod. Oh, God. <laughs> Gilmore C. The OC girls. <laughs> the OC girls. <laughs> nice. The, the, the Gilmore C. Oh, gosh. It would be more interesting. <laughs> Not than this podcast, than this movie. Oh, that's fair. Uh, and another news headline that actually I thought was really cool. An Italian lab announces the first, the world's first, I apologize, cloned horse, Promethea. Hmm. Hmm. I like the idea. I remember the over Dolly. Yeah I, yeah, I remember there being some, and I don't know if you both remember this in school, like when Dolly was announced as like the first clone sheet, people were like, this is when it all, this is when we lose God. And, and people were really upset about it. And I was like, not nah, just fucking cool, man. We have a clone yeah, sheet I mean, the first time ever. That's every technological advance ever, I think you just described. Well, I mean, we're experiencing it now as a moment in time in AI, yeah, right? right? People oh, are yeah. freaking the hell out about AI. I, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the Dr. Ian Malcolm question of your scientists were so preoccupied with they could they forgot to ask should they they Mm. they should and i think cloning sure yeah yeah i really want to clone Kronk. well it's only fifty thousand dollars and a plane tip trip to south korea where there is a group of people who will do it and i know this because i've looked into it i think ma'am fam goes to south korea to clone (laughs) the dog i don't i don't see the problem with that coming to a mammoth club youtube channel near you admit it you'd watch it (laughs) me no i'd be there the listener you would you would watch us go to create a clone cronk okay 
I, I don't think it's an instantaneous thing, but sure. The sure, problem sure, sure. is, I guess, okay. he might look like Kronk, but he wouldn't be Kronk, right? It, the per, it's you the nature versus it's nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. The it's if the personality carries over. Mm. Well, while you ponder that, listener, and what a deep question that is, nature yeah. versus nurture, let's start talking about something much less deep, and that is the Cheetah Girls, shall we? Let's dive into this film. The movie begins with, and again, I think we talked about this last week. This is the first full musical style decom that we get. The movie begins in that fashion with an opening song performed by the titular Cheetah Girls. We don't know them as such yet, but we will. They are dancing around a children's birthday party. I would approximate these children. I, I don't know anything at all. I'm age blind between eight and 12. So clearly I know a lot. And they are performing a number, a routine that results in, after a significant amount of leaning into a fisheye lens situation. Oh, that fisheye lens is screaming early 2000s music mm-hmm. video. Also, Lots of like real close up faces. It's giving me a TLC. It's giving me Destiny's Child. It's giving 3LW, who didn't make it real far. It's, uh. it's giving like girl group of the early 2000s. Yeah. I think the girl who plays aquanet was in a uh, girl sorry, group can you what was her name aquanet nicknamed aqua oh okay <laughs> don't worry we'll go over all of their names and nicknames uh but i believe the actress who played aquanet was a part of a girl group by the name of play if i'm not mistaken i'll have to do so um, play what? come on teachers play. that's all, no that's samantha mumba play Play. I'm gonna look into this. Yeah, do some while you do some digging. I, I believe she was a singer in the group play, or if not, there was another uh, singer from the group play who was set to be cast and was not. One of the two things occurred here. Play is a Swedish group, and uh, looking at their photo, none of them are black. Was so. it then? Was it one of Play's songs made a made a feature in this film? Then I just know Play is involved with the Cheetah Girls in some way, shape, or form. We can we can work out how and in, in one way or another. Uh. I also know for a fact that the actress who played Aquanet was a part of a girl group, but she came over to play in this film. So we've got all of them doing the fish Eileen. Every single musical number we get is produced like a music video. Can I say something though? You, you immediately said we're at a kid's birthday party, but we didn't know that right away. That's right. We jump in where it feels like a music video. And this is uh, what you kind of hinted at Alan in the intro is it feels like I came into the movie 15 minutes late because I they immediately are singing and it feels like a music video. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And then even once it's revealed, they're just performing at a kid's birthday party. The way they they don't do a very good job of introducing the characters or the plot. Like Not at all. Uh, I we needed a voiceover. I'm sorry, Alan, but I needed I needed Raven Simone being like, "Hey guys, I'm in the Cheetah Girls, and this is my friend Chanel," and like doing well, the whole thing. Or even if you don't do a voiceover, like. Just do a walk and talk, walk into the birthday party. I, I just guess it's funny because I, we had this conversation again, you know, we were all sitting on the couch and we looked at each other and it was like, this wasn't a show, right? Like, because it was so, it was so synonymous with this time for me that mm-hmm. it could have had a show, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, I could have missed that, but I heard all about the Cheetah Girls. So the idea that it had a show, not unheard of, but it felt like... They treated this movie the way that the Jet Jackson movie mm. felt. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. The way that even Stevens felt, mm-hmm. where it felt like they threw you in, 
with you being expected to already know these characters. Yep. Except that it wasn't the series finale of a television show. And so it was so just like, I was so confused by it because I like that approach. I think I, I think we gave Jed Jackson flowers in that way Mm -hmm. of like, man, we don't have to have exposition. We don't have to have the normal VO. We don't have, because we know these characters, because people have spent time with them. But without the series, what? Yeah, you just, you, you're dropped into this ocean of understanding that you just lack. And the four characters who, who we are referencing, listener, are Ga- Galleria, nicknamed Bubbles. Bubbles. Garibaldi. That's Raven Simone. That is Raven Simone. Yeah. The next is Chanel, nicknamed Choochie Simmons. Not I thought it was Co- Chichi. Not Coochie, like Alan. No, no, it's C H U C H I E. Choochie. Not Choochie. Got it. Not Coochie. I messed this nickname up the entire time we were watching well, I, this. Film. I literally until this moment thought it was Chichi. So we're, mm. I, we're aligned. We're the same. Yeah. Uh, Aquanet, as previously mentioned, Aquanet Aqua Walker. Of Wait, the nicknames, the least I, original I, and the most I out of I gotta stick on this again. Her name is Aquanet and the nickname's Aqua or Correct. vice versa? No, no. Name Aquanet. Nickname Aqua. How do they spell Aquanet? A Q U A N E T T E. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The role was given to Keely Williams, who played Aquanet, who is in the girl group 3LW with 3LW, Adrian Bailon. I just talked about them. Ah, yes. I just said 3LW. You did. And uh, the final of the four, the quintet. No, that's 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 too much. The quadret. Is that right? That. The final of the quad is Dorinda Doe Thomas. Quartet. Quartet. Thank you. I was going to go quad. I remember 3LW's songs. Well, while you look into that, we have have this uh, quartet of teenage girls. I believe we learned they're freshmen in high school. Yeah. 14, 15 years old. If I could. Players, they gon' play. And haters, they gonna hate. Ballers, they gon' ball. Shot colors, they gonna call. That ain't got nothing to do with me and you. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. That's 3LW. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. It's like I was watching it play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, you can imagine Aquanet singing. Uh, I, I can can't. see her. She, can't. Yeah. While uh, <laughs> this performance is occurring, they begin to fall down. Starting with Aqua, and then you have the two other girls, Doe and uh, Chuchi, fall as well. All the while, and this is sort of seeding for the future. Yeah. Bubbles is continuing to dance and lead the song while all of the children at this birthday party are doing the point and laugh at this teenage girl group uh, who are performing for them. Well, it's yeah, it's very important, specifically how Doe falls, I would say. Aqua gets her foot stuck in. They're they're dancing on like slats, mm. and Aqua gets her foot stuck. Doe does this very fancy jump flip kick thing. Oh right! And mm-hmm. she eats it. But it is implied <laughs> that like I mean, you learn right there. She's the dancer. Mm. Like she yeah. dances the best of the group. She did this fancy thing that definitely has a name, and I don't know what it is. But um, she eats it. And as Alan says, the back three kind of all crash and burn while Raven stands in front, sort of uninvolved with the mess. Uh, sort of how she tends to be throughout this entire film. That's uh, true. Also, um, Chanel was also in 3LW. 
Oh. Oh. Two of them were uh, of the three. Part of another girl what group. What happened to the third of three LW? She did not make it into. She didn't want to be in. In the oh, cheating girls, yeah. yeah. Oh, so we What's her I story? I wonder if, they're, if they wanted to get them as the other three to Raven. Mm, oh. Maybe it was meant to be. If it was maybe. supposed to be the three of them and Raven. Perhaps. Huh. Well, now I want to know. But anyway, we have uh, we have these children who are performing at this birthday party. The birthday party continues on, and I'm just now looking at this because I this is something that I actually wrote down. They were planning, as I have it written here, for the talent show the following day. Now that can't be right timeline wise because there's no shot this film takes place over two days because it ends with the with the uh, talent show, but. I was clearly I was I was not hearing no, the right I, thing. I think you're pretty close. It might not be the next day, but it's like three days away. Yeah, it's not a very long. It's time very line. fast. It's because it, yeah. they have like I want to say that this is well. I'm I'm gonna skip forward just a little bit, please. So when we get to Jackal's studio, they say like, "How fast can we record the demo?" He says, "Well, you don't want to miss school." You, it's Tuesday, come in tomorrow, you practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, rest up, record Saturday, and Saturday is the day of the talent show. So I think this whole thing takes place in one week. That would, yeah, I think that makes sense. This beginning montage of events, let's just sort of establish what we learn about some of these girls. We know that Bubbles or Galleria. Uh, I can't believe her mom named her Galleria like a mall. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, is... I, we're not really taking up a single parent counter, are we? No, we, no, we are. Yeah, we, we are. We are. Chanel. Chanel, yeah. And Chuchi. The, the no parent counter. That's yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So we have. Uh, God knows about Aquanet. Well, that's the only person we don't learn about. Aquanet is the person we learn. We know nothing about We know Aquanet. nothing about her. Aquanet shares Isn't like. crazy? We know so much about the other three, and we know absolutely we learn nothing, nothing about her. She, we know she's from Texas. That's it. And we know her parents aren't there. She hates the subway and she's a germaphobe. That's right. And we get all of that in the first 10 minutes. This and then we stop learning about Aquanet. That's right. She That's literally true. shows. She shows up to deliver some of possible. I mean, listen, all of the one liners that are intended to be like quippy in here are just bad. But she shows up to deliver those and then just sort of like fades into the background throughout the rest of this movie. It's such a bizarre choice. But instead, we learned that Bubbles... I'm just going to refer to them by their nickname, you two. Sure. I, I'm not yeah, going to try yeah, to keep I'm, up with the rest. I'm with you. Bubbles, we learned, has mom... Dad, I did not know... Uh, mom is... I think her name is Dorothea. Dad Dorothea, is an yeah. Italian gentleman. I thought he was an intruder in their family <laughs> home until they had a oh, moment why? of intimacy. <laughs> I, just like the way that Bubbles' dad, uh, whose name is Francobolo, the... the when he's brought on screen, I'm like, what does he do? Like, they treat him like a stranger until Bubbles' mom, Dorothy, and Franco Bolo have a moment of intimacy. And I'm like, what mm. are you doing here? Mm. Interesting. So that's the family unit for Bubbles, a.k.a. Raven. Mm. Then for Chuchi, Chanel has a mom. Single parent counter goes up for her. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mom, we find out throughout the entirety of the film, mainly, I think this is Chanel's main conflict, is that her mom is dating a very rich French gentleman and is sort of absentee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and considering a life move. Yeah, considering moving to France. Yeah. 
Then we get that a little bit later. Then we go to Patty. Patty. And then Dorinda, we don't find out until about halfway through the movie, is actually a foster child living yeah. in a foster family. We do get little uh, nuggets here and there mm-hmm. uh, where she is lying to her friends. She says she's going to go to a dance class. And then we see her sweeping and and sort of doing custodial duties. Um, we see her... Uh, say she's getting dropped off in an apartment complex and then when the taxi leaves she goes around into the alley so you start to get that like she is not coming from money in the way that the other folks are but you don't know what's going on until yep. a little bit later and the central threads that we establish initially in this movie and by the way listener if you're wondering why I'm trying to be so methodical about this is because this movie jumps around so frequently it is very difficult to catch overarching plot because of how frequently you pop between scenes yeah. I was very confused for the first half of this oh, movie oh yeah I know it, it's wild before we get in though I, I do have a question as we establish our characters each one of them with a brilliant nickname mm-hmm. I I ask you my co-host what would your Cheetalicious nickname be? Oh, my Cheetalicious. If we have Bubbles, Aqua, Doe, referred to as Doe Remy on one occasion, mm-hmm. and uh, and Chuchi, some of them inspired by their actual name, some of them not. I ask you, and I will give you mine immediately, Ducky. Ducky. Easy. Yeah, yeah that Easy. makes sense. Ducky. All right, all right. I can tell you it's not Chuchi. Sure. I'll tell you that much to Is start. it Coochie? It's not Coochie. Okay. Also a good thing just to knock it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's just we eliminate it, it from contention. Want to knock all those out? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Blitz. Hmm. Oh, sure. Should I? Would I go with Jaws then? Hmm? Sure, you Jawsy. No, just Jaws. Yeah, Do they all, I don't like Jawsy. Bubbles, Chuchi, Doe. They don't have like a. They don't have to be an E on it. Yeah. I, I think Ducky feels more cheetalicious. Yes, than I Duck. Uh, yeah. Right. So I'm just trying to make mine a little bit more cheetalicious. Yeah, See, was, Blitzen feels a really like Blitzen feels does Christmas. feel like Christmas. A it feels like a reindeer. Yeah. So I just wanted to go with Blitz. I'm trying to get a shark thing in there, and right. I know I did Jaws like right. Air Jaws. Fins. Fins. Ooh, fins. Yeah, fins could be kind of cheetalicious. Fins could be cheetalicious. I like fins. Uh, growl up. Yeah. <laughs> okay listener that is legitimately a line that is said in yeah. this movie and i think it's my favorite line growl up. <laughs> growl up yeah i think i think fins is pretty good yeah fins is great yeah. okay so we are now our our nicknames for our trio we are ducky ducky we are fins yep and blitz yeah yeah I those, are, those sound pretty cheetalicious i very think we would be very cheetalicious yeah you know what we've learned about cheetahs cheetah sisters in this movie, what's that? They are not only the fastest predator, they are the most ferocious, mm. according to this movie. They're the fiercest. Yeah. Oh, the fiercest. And I'm listen, sorry. I, I just got to tell you. Okay. We got what? Factually incorrect. Okay. <laughs> I, now, I'm, of course, the cheetah as a land animal unbelievably quick oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not here to argue zero to 60 baby i'm not here to argue the fastest claim okay of course i am here to argue the fiercest claim mm-hmm. however um and i want to just i'm going to give you a quick um a, a reference here uh, an article 
lion versus tiger, which cat would win interspecies <laughs> fight? Yeah. Um, and my reference here is Craig Sappho. He's a biologist and a curator of great cats. All right, Craig. Smithsonian Zoo. Whoa. At Washington, D.C. He's got creds. Um, well, he starts by saying if he had to put his money on it, he would give the advantage to the tiger. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Uh, over the lion. Um, but he goes on to say, by Sappho's reckoning, the big cats rank as follows. Okay. It's a toss-up between tigers, jaguars, and lions at the top. Mm-hmm. Don't okay. hear cheetah. And following them in order of higher to lower rank would be leopards, cougars, snow leopards, and cheetahs. Wow, the bottom of the now, uh, now, now, dear listener, love you so much. I got, I got to remind you there. That was highest to lowest, meaning that the cheetah girls posit that the cheetah is the fiercest animal. Dr. Sappho saying the least fierce big cat yeah. Of all of them. That makes sense. Putting the mm. Hubble snow leopard over the cheetah. Sorry, cheetah girls, you're coming up a little short here. I also want to point out they refer to it as the fiercest and fastest animal in the jungle. Yeah. Cheetahs don't live in the jungle. It's true. They live on the savanna. That's right. I let them go on that one. Yeah. I let I them just go. Wanna, I, wanna hold yeah. I wanna hold their feet to the fire. Yeah. On all, oh, sure. On all animals. Yeah, facts. absolutely. Uh, cheetahs prefer a uh, hot, dry climate like a savanna. Of course. Not the tropical of course, climate yeah. of a jungle. So. Well, to them, it really doesn't matter, right? Because their climate is the high school. I will say, though, the cheetah may have the fiercest fashion print. Uh, now, now, now. If fierceness mm-hmm. means fashionability. Yeah. Here, I think perhaps, the cheetah's perhaps. pretty high. I, I hate to do this to him. I do. I hate to do this to our girls. You bring the cow into this? No, I hate to do this. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. First of all. Hard to argue it. Wow. Wow. We do. Uh, listen. Listen, I have a cow print chair in my office. I love a cow print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. Fake cow. I'm, anyway, not really. I'm specifically referencing the fact that the cheetah girls throughout this movie state they are going to wear cheetah print. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that that is patently false. They do. They're wearing print. leopard print. Wow. Whoa. Wow. You just Whoa. blew this case wide open. Wow. <laughs> so Listener, I hope what you take away here is that there's a lots of a lots of questions in this movie about about how right. how serious we can take it. I think you are right. I think it is leopard print. They are wearing leopard print this throughout this film. film. It's a dishonest film. Wow. Dear it listener. is definitely leopard print. Wild, right? Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Wow. It's uh, genuinely shocked by this. What a, what a, what a, let's Dear take listener, a moment. We love you so much, but, but can't trust this film. No, Mm-mm. not it's at all. It's dishonest film. Mm-mm. Just like you can't trust bubbles, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's dive, let's, let's dive into what's occurring in these cheetah girls habitat, which would be their high school. There is a talent, sc- talent show coming up. Mm-hmm. They are attempting to win it. How do we know this? Well, we come into an audition which is once again another music video. The light work, impeccable. Despite the fact that the cheetah print is non-existent, the light work, beautiful. Every time they sing a song, it's never actually in the setting they're singing it. Like it is, but it's a music video. Like it's never like just a clip of them singing. Let me just say, I don't think this is a secret to anybody. I think that this business decision has been well documented with other art, with other Disney Channel stars, but it felt painfully obvious to me that this movie was simply meant to launch a band mm-hmm. and that what they really wanted was a series of music videos 
and they made them an hour and 30 minutes long. Like it, it is, there's like, in there's four in this movie. There are four music videos for four singles that they're going to release as an actual band. And they just put plot kind of like, th- th- and th- you can tell where you can tell where the money is. You can tell where the, because the music videos, the music production is the best part of this film. Mm-hmm. No question. Well, sure. Shit isn't the writing. Like, we're not even going to talk about the ending yet. But like, when you say what, what's the central conflict of this movie? Who is knows? is anybody's guess. Right. Anybody's guess. Um, oh, you know what it might be? It might be they're trying to, like the plot might be make you sympathetic or understand each of these girls' backstories and also the origin story. But like, what? I literally think that this movie is simply a business decision to launch a band. I don't think there's anything more than that. And they did, Ugh. right? They did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they existed. Okay, so they, we have this talent show audition. We have a return to the community theater mm-hmm. all the way back from Alley Cat Strike. True. Alex returns. I, we also haven't sh- shouted out that Raven. Raven. Oh, Raven yeah, Raven. A, Nebula. 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 Yeah. You're well, absolutely arguably right. Arguably a better character. Nebula is? I don't think that's arguable. I think that's just a a fact. That's just a straight fact. Yes. Nebula better. Nebula greater than bubbles. Or Alex. Mm. Mm. Oh, I I meant but versus Raven versus Raven. Oh, Oh. definitely better than bubbles. Yeah. Alex also greater than bubbles. I liked him in this movie, but I did question his choice. Great hair. Mm -hmm. Great hair. Great hair. hair. In this movie. There is boy drama. We're seeding a romance between Bubbles and what is his name in this movie? What is, what is, I called him Alex the whole time because that's what he's name? in. Seems like his name is probably Alex. I think it's yeah. Derek. Darren. Derek. Uh, let's D, see. I think. Let's let's go through here. We've got. You know what? I I don't even see it. Let's see. Hold on. Oh no, Derek. Kyle Schmidt Hold as on. Derek. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, while we also have a reintroduction of Alex, we meet. <laughs> perhaps the best named character in a decom and that is the music teacher oh, whose yeah. name is first name drinka last name champagne and well, it, that was her performance name her drag I, name i don't it's i don't even get name i'm gonna tell you right now you look at the credits it is sandra caldwell as drinka champagne the music teacher she is credited as drinka champagne i love that yeah that's an awesome, it's a great name. Do not take it away from Drink of Champagne. That is a brilliant name. And we have this entire setup of the talent show, which is used to introduce another character who we've heard mention of already in the movie, and that is Jackal Johnson. We love alliteration. Yeah. Now, the stakes for the talent show are that if you win the talent show, you get to record a demo of your song at an actual recording studio. Jackal Johnson is somebody that won the talent show. He recorded his demo. He's been incredibly successful. We find out he got Grammys. He has $20 million or something like that. Yeah. And when they do the initial either rehearsal or tryout, it's a little unclear what's happening there, but the only people there are drink a champagne and then two moms. When they perform, the Cheetah Girls perform their song, Jackal Johnson comes down. He's returned. He's here scouting new talent. He's a record producer. And he approaches the Cheetah Girls. He just found the next big thing. Mm. All their dreams are coming true. Yeah. We should also establish that apparently the school the Cheetah Girls go to is a magnet school, which is intended to funnel people into the arts. Mm -hmm. Item one. Item two, Jackal Johnson is that school's alumni as well. He also Mm -hmm. attended that school. He's also a community theater member. He is. Because he was the um, 
what was his name? Albert in Quince, the the manager of the Quince. And he was also Jet Jackson's manager. Albert. We'll call him Albert. He he loves managing underage talent. Poorly, by the way. He loves poorly managing and representing underage talent. He is typecast. Mm-hmm. Now, when Jackal shows up, Bubbles' mom, Dorothea, is full mama bear mode trying to protect her daughter. Yeah. Goes into, like, controlling mode. This is when, and we only find this out later through a shoehorned-in situation, when apparently the writers are seeding the fact that Dorothea's journey in dealing with control is going to mirror Bubbles' journey in dealing with control. They are never connected. That line is never drawn except for a single throwaway piece of dialogue that we get later on. But, listener, we're telling you so that you know ahead of time because, you know, we're, we're, we're nice and generous like that. Yeah. Is she a fashion designer? Is that what her... Maybe. It's not really clear. They've got a bunch of clothes and... A lot of fabric. Fabric. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe... All we know is that Chuchi and Bubbles come from money. It's implied that Aqua comes from money because she moved to New York from Texas. She won't take the subway. It, it just she she has a bougie vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's and then of course we have heard as previously stated, Doe. Uh, has had some seeding that she might not be of the same stature or status from from sort of an economic standpoint as the other girls. Yeah. Uh, what we do know is that uh, there is a bit of sexual tension between Dorothea and her Italian husband with the butt slaps that we have happening throughout the entirety of their interactions as a family unit. That's, Good for them. Yeah. They are they are keeping that love a lot. They're almost happy a yoder status. Happy for them. We don't get to see their lube, but we do know that they're Yoder status in terms of their involvement. That's true. Now, Jackal, as you said, uh, is sort of talked down by Mom and Bear Dorothea. She sort of shuts the shit down. The girl's really excited, mm. super excited about the idea of getting to go to record. Dorothea shuts it down. And then we see them take... Um, a taxi home. This is where Doe gets out in front of a building and then like sneaks around to the alley. So we know she doesn't live there. And we see this conflict arise between Bubbles, Raven, who is very excited about Jackal. She feels like mom's ruining her dreams. Mom is trying to protect her kid. You're not ready. And then dad enters the picture. And I'm just going to call out because we were seeing together. And I, wa- I would love to, to just talk about this. I think you, Alan, in the moment expressed like, Love mom. And Molly and I both were like, not here for mom. Yeah. I think I I enjoyed the mom's take from a situation of like, I want to protect my kid. Sure. I think that I, there was a point where I think it became overbearing. We had not hit that point sure. yet yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the dialogue I, I'd like to call out. Because we have a great and what I think is a really healthy dialogue between parents that we ha- don't often have in True. DCOMs. True. Where we have mom and dad of bubbles sort of having this dialogue of, well, I want to protect her. I want to make sure she's getting her education. This is, this is actually where it, it hit for me in a weird place. And I don't know if either of you remember this, but there was like such a, such a pressure on us and our particular generation of like, go get a degree, go get educated. That's the way to, that's your ticket to success. Always. The only way to do the thing is to go and get a college degree. And that's what you're going to do to be successful because that's automated success. So I saw that play out with mom and I was like, I don't feel as great about that now. Yeah. Like that doesn't feel as good to me. I would say the thing that really, I thought dad crushed this scene Mm -hmm. because he says, I even wrote it down because I wanted to remember it. 
he he she was worried about these dreams falling apart and that everything that bubbles wanted not being and he said no one's ever ready for their dreams to fall apart but when she's older we won't be there to help her put them back together Mm -hmm. and i love that of like let her fail now we're here we have our, we have a like safety net. Yeah, I didn't love mom in this moment because of the college conversation, yeah. and I thought Bubbles brought up a good point of like I get straight A's, I do all this stuff. Like, why can't I go try for my dreams? But the where I agreed with mom is when um, mom eventually says, "Okay, your dad and I talked about it. We agree you can go meet with the record producer, Jackal. And she says, but on a few conditions. And she's like, the first one, I'm coming with you. And Raven kind of makes a face like, oh, I don't want you to come. And I thought, she absolutely should come. For once in a decom, we should have a parent go read the legal contract. That yeah, The first time. This is like, the first time. Since Brink. Children have been signing contracts that cannot be legal, but they don't have anyone review it. So I'm like, yes, mom should go to a sleazy record producer meeting with you. Also, at least this mom is competent because the only other time we've had an adult actually look at a contract is a lawyer in the Even Stevens movie who's a shit lawyer who doesn't read it. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're going to a record producer's office and he's sleazy as fuck. Mom is definitely going. Gotta go. 100%. I... Here's the thing that started rubbing the wrong way and that I, I have to mention because this is where the writing, it, it's already been a mess, but this is where the writing starts falling apart and we are not far into this movie. Yeah. Is Bubbles, I I was really rubbed the wrong way because in this conversation, she's so focused on money. She is like, I'm going to go make this money. I'm going to ice you out, mom. We're going to have a penthouse. We're going to have a yes, sir, yes, ma'am, butler. And it feels like her entire motivation is I want to be rich. And I, I immediately was like, man, I really want, and, and this will come back. I wanted so badly for her to be motivated by love of music. And instead, like, the only thing she talked about was, we're going to be rich. I even would rather her want to be famous than want to be rich. Sure, oh, yeah. Especially because it appears they're already rich. It does feel that they are upper class. The, like, think about where they are in New York and the proper, like, the scale of their property. They yeah. have a pretty big apartment. Like, they're all of them are always shopping, except for Doe, obviously. For but, like, they're always shopping. They're always decked out in, you know, fa- high fashions. It feels almost like get a clue level. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you guys are already wealthy. Like what do you, it's yeah, I'm with you that it, it should be love of wanting to share her music. And she's so passionate about songwriting and she can't wait to perform. Mm-hmm. Not, Oh, we're going to get a Butler. Yeah. And it's, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring this back, but it's completely at odds with the end of this movie. That's true. It's completely at odds with it. It doesn't make any sense at all. We all, we actually never see, to your point, a character transformation or a change in motivation. In fact, three scenes before the end of this movie, one of which is a music video, she still has the same motives. Yeah. Same stated motives until we have scene, music video, scene, wild switch. Yes. Like, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a very weird situation. Uh, I just don't understand it, specifically for Bubbles. I couldn't agree with you more, Max. What I loved, though, let's... Uh, okay, we all agree. Dad is a good dad. Thank oh, God we have a good Dad's dad. Great. He's great. My favorite part about Dad is not 
that he is a good dad. I think it's my second favorite only because my first favorite is just the random Italian noises this man makes <laughs> throughout the end. <laughs> we even put subtitles on to see if we could understand what he was saying and it just said singing in Italian. Yeah. Like it didn't actually give us anything. I immediately endeared me to him. There was this really, for you listener, there's this dramatic scene and I promise I'll move away from this where mom is being convinced by dad to, uh, to l- allow Bubbles to sort of pursue her dream and mom is is a little bit hesitant he goes (laughs) just garbled italian noises into her eyes and i was like what is happening can i can i just say i felt that way about a lot of the dialogue that was in english yeah like when the girls would talk and it's not like okay i'm just gonna be this is not a like okay boomer you don't get the like lingo it's not about that it was about the way they spoke and the tone, it just sounded like sounds. And how quickly it was. Rhythm. Like yeah. it it sounded like wah, 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 wah. like it was like Charlie <laughs> Brown and these kids were True. the parents because they were like in a very early scene they're walking and it was like all four of them and I just heard like and I was like what the fuck is going on there's a lot gosh it's so right there's a lot of what's happening in this movie that felt like the writers were taking what they felt were popular phrases or words from I don't know certain regions or or, play, or locations and just pulling them and be like because these girls live in New York because they have a certain look because they have a certain vibe we are going to have them use this language which to me felt really disingenuous because it only it it appeared when it felt convenient to the film mm-hmm. it did not appear throughout it was not consistent it was sporad- it was sprinkled in very weird places that also, felt a little licky it was also mixed with made up words True. Mm-hmm. Like putting cheetah into Cheetah-licious. whatever word they could think of. Cheetah tasket. Or, or cheetah references, like growl up. It, so it, it, I think if you were attempting to like take language that is representative of a culture, at least be faithful to it. Totally. And don't pair it next to something that is nonsense because that devalues the language of the culture. So to me, I was like, that feels almost disrespectful in certain places. I'm like, this is weird. I agree. So we have that happening, which is just throughout the dialogue, as you mentioned, but this seeds, as soon as bubbles gets what she wants, there is a, I wouldn't say a switch in her personality. I would say actually an enhancement of all like the bad qualities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of her person. Somebody just turns that volume up uh, where she becomes incredibly bossy. And you see this in the first instance as the rest of the girls, so the three of them, Doe, Aqua, and Chuchi, are going to meet with Jackal at the record label deal after Bubbles has sort of secured it. And actually, we, we missed this, but Bubbles says to Jackal, yeah, I started the Cheetah Girls and I wrote all the songs. Mm-hmm. And Chuchi's like, not cool, man, because we all, we all are involved in that. That's pretty lame that you would do that, which is seeding all of the future conflict. And she gets very petty about, like, they're at lunch at school preparing for this meeting she says to aqua like don't bring that hot sauce with you and i want to talk about that for a moment tell me because she says uh, aqua i guess is chewing with her mouth open and she always carries hot sauce with her because she's from texas she likes a little spice in her food and uh she says uh bubbles says to her stars don't carry hot sauce around in their purse and i'd just like to say that beyonce would like to have a word mm-hmm. because beyonce 
wrote a song where one of the taglines is, I got hot sauce in my bag swag. And if you're trying to convince me, Bubbles, that Beyonce (laughs) is not a star. That's true. Queen B. She's Queen B. She had her name. She had the number one song when this movie came out. (laughs) All right, Bubbles. I refuse to believe that Beyonce does not exist in universe. And therefore, you're wrong. That, you're wrong. You're sci- you're you're scientifically wrong. Not only can I make another argument for you that bon- Beyonce exists in universe, we get a reference down the road, and it was skipping way ahead, but in line with this trajectory, where Bubbles is showing Chuchi some sample album art that Bubbles has made, and Bubbles is first in f- like in the forefront, and Chuchi's response is a little bit like, "We are not your backup singers." Like it is, it's very much like that vibe and in Chuchi's response. They had just broken up because "Crazy in Love" was her first song, mm-hmm. so. I do not accept. And yes, I realize that hot sauce in my bags when I came out later, but still. Still? Still. Point stands. The Stars girl, do carry hot sauce in their backpack. They do. The girls go to meet with Jackal. Jackal wants to record a bump and demo. However, Bubbles isn't there. She's stuck in traffic mm-hmm. and decides with her mom that they are going to walk. And mom is having this seated dialogue, which is just intended to make us sort of be annoyed by Bubbles. Like, yeah, I told you to wear your flats and not wear heels everywhere and try to be a diva. It's that whole rearing its ugly head in all of her her life. On the walk to the uh, on the walk to the producer's office to meet with Jackal, she steps in poopy. Poopy. Steps in dog poopy. And this is because I'm I'm a little immature in these moments. I'm like, yes, this is petty and funny to have bubbles be I, laughed I'm immature at. in that I think poop is pretty much always funny. Mm. Like I think farts are funny. So mm. oh, I was yeah. I'm good with bubbles walking and dog shit because she needed to be humbled. It didn't work. I just think by I think Bubbles should have her nickname replaced by Poop Tracker because that's what Jackal calls. Him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's like, come over here, Poop Tracker. <laughs> Could you imagine if everybody else was referred to as Poop Tracker without the rest of the movie? So All right, PT, get over I here. Would be so upset. <laughs> PT, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey there, PT, get in here. I like PT because then you don't know why they're PT. <laughs> exactly. So PT's pretty good. She'd be like, "Why? Wow, that's a really fun nickname. What's it for?" <laughs> poop Tracker. Yeah. Remember the one that we tracked poop in my office? Here's this is another infuriating moment. Bubbles doesn't even clean her own shoes. Oh man, she gets Chanel to do it for her, and then pats her on the oh my head God, like a dog. It's the most condescending. She's like, "You're right. I am the best, and uh, I shouldn't worry about it because Jackal will love me no matter what." Thanks, Chuchi, and she like tap taps her on the head like a dog. And I looked at the two of them and I said, "If either one of you ever did that to me." No. We'd be we'd be having fisticuffs because it is so condescending. It's uh, this is when we get into the section of the film that lasts for maybe three and a half minutes. With that, that I like to refer to as Bubbles is the worst yeah. because it's a montage of Bubbles interacting in school, people coming to the cafeteria table, and there is this laugh track that plays over and over again. And this is, I'm going to do my best to impersonate it. Like, and it just goes like just that loops. over. And it's wild. I was like, what am I listening to? And it is just insane because you get to watch Bubbles love being the center of attention and everybody else hates her. I am so confused by the choice to make Raven Simone the lead of this movie. Mm. Not because of Raven Simone, but because of this character. I'm so confused by making Bubbles the lead of this film. What 
what is the outcome they're trying to get to? Like, are are they supposed to be aspirational? Because I don't want to be like this person. I, I'm so, and, and I'll just say it, like, how is Doe not the lead of this movie? Exactly. Yep. It doesn't make True. any sense to me. She, you have one character that's incredibly sympathetic, that comes from a hard background, that works her ass off. You see that she's like doing a job to get credit to take dance classes because she wants to dance so bad. And she's doing the Cheetah Girls thing. And she's arguably the most talented of them. She's like, she gets recognized for her talent, even though she's not showing up there. She's working and she gets recognized for her talent and gets an opportunity she has a, a hard backstory. She's like living with all these kids and is taking care of them as well. She's absolutely the most sympathetic character. That's the most like aspirational in hitting her goals. And she's a side character. It, it's so bananas because to your point, we get these, this is after this montage, we move into these little mini episodes where we get or, or vignettes of Doe's story and Chanel's story. And what happens in those story is the main character, and I'm putting this in quotes, listener, the main character, Bubbles, pops in and is just a shithead yeah. the entire time. It's uh, uh, it, it's also interesting because they're about to launch Raven Simone as like a huge Disney Channel star. Yeah. And it's shocking that it worked because like you, she's incredibly unlikable in this movie. Uh, make her, If you make her dough, incredibly different story. It's a way, like, make the Raven Simone character... Almost the like villain, not the, but like the villain that like you win over yeah. and that they be, but but I just cannot understand the choice to make the bubbles character the lead of this movie. And almost in some instances, she's painted like we see her as the villain, but she's, she's painted, painted as a hero. heroine. Yeah, I, I don't get it. There's and, no redemption either. And when we get to the end of this movie, again, like I'll this is gonna come back to the money thing, but like. It even makes the likable characters weaker because you have to have them on the other side of yeah. of bubbles. And I'll, I'll get there. But like, I'm just I'm honestly baffled by the writing of this movie in a way that I'm not by most decoms. Like even decoms that are poorly written are not so obviously poorly mm -hmm. written. Well, this is and now as you say it, I'm sort of sitting here thinking about this. Think about it from the writer's perspective. They wrote in a scene where we have the rest of the school not liking bubbles to the point where they make a website called chompcheetah.com, right? They have a website devoted to bashing the cheetah girls because of bubbles interaction with the school at large. So it's almost as if they the writers room was aware of the student or the normal human's response to this character and you're trying to drum up sympathy. Yeah, I, I agree. I was just thinking that like, is that the, the, the try the attempt to make her sympathetic, except that you are also annoyed by her. It's not like, Oh, we're picking on you because you're nerdy. It's not like they're picking on her out of turn. It's like, no, you're picking on her because she's an ass she's and that she's horrible to everyone around her. Obnoxious and like, major. It's, <laughs> thank <Nice>. you. <laughs> it's like she, there's no way to make her sympathetic. Well, we have, especially not when pitted against these vignettes. You mentioned one, Max, where we have, we learn about Doe's backstory. Doe is a foster child. She's living with a foster family. It's a superintendent. And this family, like, bless them, has taken in 10 children, not including Doe. Doe's the 11th. That is a part of a major hotel chain. 
while we learn about Do- and she she audition she unwittingly auditions I should say she wants to be a backup dancer for one of the shows that they have coming up. So she goes and she gets recognized for being great. Cool. The next vignette we get, which is again less sympathetic than what we have with Doe, but still sympathetic in comparison to Bubbles, is Chanel. Chuchi, who has an absentee mother, whose mother has been made over and over in these sort of side scenes we've seen thus far, be more concerned about her relationship with her boyfriend and perhaps even ignoring Chuchi's desires to not leave New York and move the family unit to Paris or to France or wherever they're trying to move. I know Paris is in France, listener, uh, but I don't remember which state specifically. I but think they're going to Paris. Paris. I'd move to Paris. Uh, 100%. I don't know why Chuchi's so hung up on this. Oh, yeah, because they have heard, to watch a band. I've this is really off topic, but I've heard it's a beautiful place to visit. And after two days, you're bored. I like wine and cheese, so I don't know. That I think that there's just be better true. places in France. Sure. Is my mm. is what I've heard. Sure. Like Paris is not the city you want to be in. I want to go to the Rhone Valley. I want to just do some I'm wine. Sure. I, I, I think it would take me more than two days to get bored in Paris. Sure. So. Oh, well, that's, you know, <laughs> you know how much cheese there is there. I'm sure there's so much, but yeah, Chanel's story is one of her mom ignoring her. And you do feel bad for her though, because like her mom, they'll the mom will say, "Oh, I promise tonight we'll do something together," and then she comes home and finds a note of just like, "Oh, sorry, I'm going on a date with my boyfriend." Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, it's not. Yes, it's not as sad as like well, not I mean, having parents, but like you know, trauma. We don't pit trauma against each no, other. Like it still sucks. Yeah, all of like, hey, if I choose to move to Paris, your entire life has changed. Yeah. Like, and you're in high school, and you're gonna leave all your yeah. friends, and like, yeah, it's tough. It, there is a point where Chanel's mom, le- after promising an evening together, leaves and just like, hey, here's my credit card. I know we were going to go shopping, take it and go on a shopping spree. And then Chanel does what her mother told her to do. I think she was supposed to just get food. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think she was supposed to go on a shopping spree. I think she was supposed to like take care of dinner on her own. And she takes it and goes on a shopping spree. Which I mean, she's... She is having what I think is a, you know, something that a, a kid of that age could identify with of a response of like, I'm retaliating against yeah, she's this. acting out. And, but even in acting out, we had a scene where Bubbles made fun of Doe's consistent outfits of not dressing well enough, which I was like, God, that's so evil. And Chanel feeling sympathetic went and bought Doe something, bought a, a leopard printed jacket that they call a cheetah printed jacket. Well. Well, she doesn't buy it for dough. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think she intends that. She Okay. the the It all comes to a head kind of because Chanel's out doing her fuck you mom shopping spree. Yeah. She buys a bunch of stuff. She's got all the bags. She's a very pretty woman. And uh, she decides to go check on dough because Bubbles was a bitch to her earlier. Yeah. Bubbles went up to her and said, here's some clippings of what your outfit needs to look like. You need to get new outfits like all you do. And then she says some snotty like, you know, all you do is dance like she's why are you leaving? And it's because Doe has to go work like Bubbles is terrible. To her. And there is some dramatic irony here. We as the audience know it's because Doe doesn't come for money, but Bubbles doesn't know that she's yeah. not opened up about her family. That doesn't make it better, but it, it hits a little bit harder for you as the audience mm-hmm. because, you know, Doe can't afford those clothes. Mm-hmm. Doe doesn't have the things you have. And Bubbles is making this assumption of like, we all have money. And and she's, yeah, and she's very terrible. She's like, this is an optional. Right. Like, oh, yeah. The non-optional thing is what's sent. Like, it's all bad. And then you're like, you don't get a choice. 
take away my take away my agency and i am like this is that's an alan trigger like take away my agency and i'm in a bad place like i'm also i'm gonna pin moving on with the plot the fact that none of them have said that bubbles needs to fuck off yet is unbelievable to me because that to me is what makes the other three characters the weakest is they're all miserable she's being terrible they've all told chanel hey you've been friends with her the longest you need to talk to her not one of them when she's being terrible to them says screw you like Mm -hmm. they need to put her in her place but one of my biggest issues with this movie is raven never gets put in her place yeah she acts this horrible the whole time and then gets heralded as the hero at the end Mm -hmm. no she's horrible to her friends it's what a and i'm just gonna bring it out even further than molly like what is that saying about relationships like female to female relationships or in that type of a friend group like that that feels kind of unhealthy not kind of it is unhealthy that feels very unhealthy regardless of what relationship you are in but now the media loves to put female friendships in a bad light and the media loves to pit women against each other and i've talked about it in other decoms where i like when there's positive female Mm -hmm. friendships and it's not competitive and it's not all the things and it's just like but it just in general puts relationships in a bad friendships in a bad light of like if one friend is treating the rest of you terribly what does it say about your friendship that no one feels like they can go to her and say, right. hey, th- we don't like being treated like this. You need to respect, treat us with some respect. Like, And I think that would have been a good thing to show in a decom because, yes, that conversation would be uncomfortable. But ultimately, if it's a real friend, it strengthens the relationship and you work through some things together. Mm-hmm. And that would be a good thing for the audience that's probably watching this movie. Well, and and, and I will... I just, because maybe you're an audience member that's watched it and you go, but wait, Chuchi does say to Bubbles sitting on the bed, you've been not fun to be around lately. She does say like, you've been not nice. And then Bubbles just goes, I know, but once we get this bag, everything will be okay. And she just lets her off the hook. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you need to your point. Like what you need there is Chuchi go, no, it, I don't care about the bag. It's not about the bag. Mm-hmm. You have to treat us with respect regardless of the situation. I don't give a shit what's going on. Like she, uh, uh, Raven just brushes it off mm-hmm. and is like, yeah, 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 I know, but it's because we're trying to make it big and like it, it's worth it. It's, 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 I don't want to say it's gaslighting because gaslighting would be saying I, that's not happening. It is narcissism at play. And sure. I think in a lot of ways, um, but also, what to your point, Max, while Raven spends the entire... Raven? No, not Raven, the actress. While Bubble spends the entire movie motivated by money, nobody stands as a counterpoint to the money. It's true. Ever. And which is why it's so wholly unsatisfying for her to just make this random so to be like it's about our dream yeah nobody's yeah, ever we'll, stood in co- contrast we'll to there. it we'll be there that drove me insane that not one of them said to bubbles like yeah stop totally. <laughs> chanel goes and she goes to the building that they've all seen uh doe stop at before and she goes to the doorman and he's like she's not here um she continues to describe her and he says oh she lives out back go in the alley uh so she goes to the superintendent and doe is there and that is when uh doe through terrible fake tears uh confesses the truth of her living situation that she is a foster child in a home of a lot of other kids her mom isn't really her mom um and she can't afford the things that the rest of them can afford and it's like oh boy this scene it it 
obviously is a sad backstory, but because of the way it gets dumped, it hurts her backstory. The way she just unloads in this like kind of weird emotional moment. However, if she's the lead and you just see her living in that way more effective. 1000%. If I don't need you to tell me. I just make the movie about it. Mhm. Even still, because we are having this moment occur, what made me so uncomfortable as an audience member and it needs to be talked about because it was it was I felt this was bungled because had it been had Chanel immediately understood Doe's situation had Chanel had some emotional awareness in this instance or some social awareness instead of making some assumptions. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. I think oh my that God, it was so, uncomfortable. I think that this would have been a lot more of an effective scene because what we get, and I will praise, let's give this movie its flowers. The diversity represented throughout this movie, I think is good. I'm happy to see that. Okay. I'm like, mm-hmm. pr- let's praise this movie for what it has. There is a lot of diversity on screen. It is a lot of empowering women, a lot of empowering young women. Love that. Fantastic to see. In this moment, we have Chanel believe that Doe is upset because her her parents are a mixed race couple. And that is, it, it is such an uncomfortable moment as an audience member because we know what Doe is going through. And Doe is now forced to articulate it in a way that is a trauma dump mm-hmm. as opposed to something that could just be oh, I didn't know that you didn't have mom and dad. I didn't know what the situation was, right? It becomes this really like jarring experience as an audience member that's soup. It's uncomfortable for the wrong reasons. I was not ready for that line of like, oh, your mom's black. It's okay. Look at Bubbles' parents. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Which like, I guess like through child, younger childlike eyes, I guess I could expect that line. But the naivety of that threw me for a I don't think a as a kid I would have even registered that. Like, I, I, as an adult, I certainly didn't register it. And like, I don't know. I, right, I don't think I would have thought anything of that. I immediately was like, it's because she's poor. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, or that's another thing. Like, why did we have to go to something that has to do with race and not just stick with like the economic situation? Because the whole thing is a socioeconomic situation. That's exactly. the whole point. Yeah. The whole movie is about it. I, it was unnecessary for the movie to reach into that, into that realm in that moment, in my opinion, because it, it was just, it felt so out of place. It's funny because in this moment, I, I didn't, I don't know that I felt this in the, I felt the discomfort, but I think now as I'm packing the discomfort is like, you're right, Alan. The movie is really a, a very diverse cast. But then it's almost like they felt they needed to tell you it's a diverse cast. It's uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, you got, it's not enough that it's a diverse cast. It's like, Chuji has to say, no, but look at Bubbles' parents. Her mom's black and her dad's white. <laughs> Didn't you notice? Didn't you notice, though, that there's a biracial couple in this movie? Like, you didn't. I don't. I, yeah, I noticed. Like and it's like just let them be. We don't need to say it. We're, we're we're causing more problems. And again, maybe this is we're looking at it through twenty twenty three eyes, right? Sure. Are we? Do we feel like we're causing? It's causing more issues because we're. But maybe two thousand three. That's just I, I can't. I think I can't even put as a kid, there, I would have known it was about money. I don't the think the reason I, she was uncomfortable was the money thing. You just showed up with eight shopping bags, and there's this crazy scene where they cut. 
to like a side shot of them talking about this thing. And the whole foreground is just high end shopping bags. And I was like, whoa, that's a wild dichotomy. I, I will say to Chanel's credit after the very out of left field racial comment is she's like, we don't care. And uh, when Doe says, like, I can't afford to buy new things, she's like, well, then wear this. I bought this jacket because I thought it was so cheetalicious. One of us needed to have it. You Like, she immediately is a very good friend totally. in this moment. Totally. Which, let's give the movie its flowers for that. Once Chanel understands the situation, Chanel is nothing but a support network. 100%. Which is very different from what Bubbles is going to be like, which is is condescending the right word patronizing about it because i think patronizing chuji tells bubbles why doe has been skipping you know been having to leave and what her kind of secret was and she's like oh well then she needs this money more than i do and she'll make Mm -hmm. very like uh savior complex veiled yeah very savior complex very like veiled comments of like well, some of us need to win more than others. And yeah. it's like, she doesn't even come out to Doe and say like, hey, Chuchi told me what's going on. It's all good. Like, whatever. She just like makes these off-putting comments about how like, it's very savior complex. It's it's And it's not a good friend. It's not like, Mm-mm. hey, I, it should like, all she needed to do is go say like, hey, Doe told me what's up. I'm so care. sorry. I don't care. I mean, nobody cares. Yeah. Like, we love you anyway. This is when we get the growl power line though. We have uh, we have during this moment of genuine friendship between Doe and Chanel. Chanel's like, "Hey, wear this. You're a cheetah girl through and through. Cheetah girl forever. It doesn't this stuff doesn't matter? Oh, you got some growl power." And I was like, "Favorite line of the movie." Oh, you got that growl. You power. got that growl power. Um, we also find out here that Doe is considering leaving the cheetah girls because of the, her monetary opportunity in dancing. Yep. To which I said, "Do it." Galleria backslash bubbles is shitty. Please leave and yeah, <laughs> go do that. She's been offered to go on tour as a dancer all summer, which is so cool. For some bag. We just continue to have Galleria not understand context of the place she's in. Bubbles, listener, because the next scene is as you mentioned, Bubbles and uh, Chuchi have that conversation about Doe. It's very short. And then we jump immediately to the meeting with the producer. You're back with Jackal. And you meet Jackal's marketing team. And what is perhaps one of the most wild sequences known to man. So first, we have to get in our third music video. Of course. We got to get in our third music. Girl power. We have this music video that, that we listen to. And at the end of it, Jackal's like, that's great. That's the energy we want. How about go with me here masks how about masks i love these masks not not covid masks listener animal masks it's giving squid games i it is i love these masks he's like love what you did with the cheetah love people love animals (laughs) we're gonna we're going down that road we picked you because of the cheetah and now you're wearing masks obviously bubbles keeping cheetah yeah, lead of the girls. Obviously, you get the cheetah. We also have, for Doe, a panda. Because you're cuddly, but also growl. <laughs> growl power. Eat shoots and leaves. Um, <laughs> then we also have, for Aqua, a baby seal. Aquatic animal. A baby seal. And finally, we have, for Chuchi, the snow leopard. What? 
the fuck now i must (laughs) i must submit to you all they're all endangered animals he makes sure to say that Mm. oh well animal mask you want and you cannot pick the ones they have i can't pick the ones they have you cannot pick the ones they have you have to pick your own endangered animal animal to to wear a mask of for our new group growl power species list growl power Okay, let's see. Well, we need to bring some awareness to some uh, some endangered animals. I immediately in my review would like to have either the elephant, specifically the African forest elephant, or the nose would be quite good. Uh, the rhino. A rhino. Oh, the oh, rhino is very good. Nose forward. I immediately <laughs> went for the tiger. Mm. I mean, at least we could finally say. I'm a fiercest fucking cat that there yeah, is. Sure. Oh, that is true. You would be. Sure. What about for you, Mills? <sighs> well, a bonobo. What's a bonobo? It's like a chimp. I don't want a monkey. I don't want anything in the primate family. What about it's a, a monarch butterfly? They're it's endangered. It's a chimp that solves its problems through sexual intercourse. <laughs> that's great. That that's is true. A, that's that a is factually correct statement. I had not thought that through it's a at factually all. Correct statement. Um. Oh, red panda. I don't. Panda is a good. Oh, answer. like like uh, yeah, uh, like May. Like May. Um. No. You know what? I think I'm going with. It's a shark listener. The great hammerhead. Obviously. Oh yeah. Great white sharks are only listed as vulnerable. They are my favorite animal. But the uh, great hammerhead is listed as critically endangered, and I would like to bring awareness to that. And also think of how cool my mask would be. It would be, be very cool. With it the would be very with cool. the uh, we would have a, a really amazing uh, uh, silhouette for you. Yeah. I would have the stripes, and you'd have a nose. Mm. Yeah. Really distinct the features. The album cover very could distinct. be very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great. And this band with all the mat, they give them a new name. Mm-hmm. Cheetah Girls out because obviously. They're not all cheetahs. Just one cheetah. The the name Global Get Down. It has Global nothing get down. to do with animals. Yeah, not in the slightest. Global Get Down. But they're going to take over the globe and make everybody get down with That's saving right. endangered species. That's right. It. They even play them a new song mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember how it goes. I want to sing it really bad. You know, I don't remember how it goes. I have full faith that we will have that song behind us in this moment. Yeah. And I just, listener, now that it's playing, I really want I, you to I soak it in. I will share in this moment. I can't sing it, but when the movie finished, I danced around the kitchen singing. You did. So, it was a great dance. Yeah. Something that I think Doe would be proud of. Thank. I'm certain you're correct. Mm. Um. It, the, the change here is from like this really girl power centric band to children's group. It's such a such a drastic swing. Yeah, uh, and and I need you to I need you to say the conflict that arises because I need to fucking vent about this. All right, let's so. talk about it. So first of all, there's one thing that happens prior to conflict that I, I just think is is crazy, and that is that Bubbles is not only being a dick. To her friends, she's being a dick to a multi-million dollar record producer who, despite if you agree with his decisions or not, maybe don't approach it the way that she does. Yeah, if you want a record deal, that's probably not the move. Then after this is revealed, after all of this goes out, we have our music video, we introduce the new song, we've got these marketing teams singing this children's album really weirdly. The other three girls are getting into it. Bubbles is not. And Bubbles... Walk, tries to walk out 
noticing that the other girls are not with her, she turns around and is like, aren't you with me? Which, why the hell would they want to be? And that's exactly what they start to try to say to her. Well, she's like, this is not the Cheetah Girls. This is not our music. What's wrong with what we just did? We want to make it big, but with our stuff and the other girls are like, why are you deciding for us yet again? They're the marketing, you know, and professionals. Like, maybe we need to do this first and then we can go back to Cheetah Girls it does feel like the wrong time to be mad and that the role should be flip-flopped. A hundred percent. Yes. That, that's the thing. I have two main issues with this section. Again, like the fucking writing is so bad in this film. The first one is her entire motivation up until this point has been about making money. And now she's like, it's about the music. It's never been about the music. It's been about the money. Why do you suddenly give a fuck about the passion? So that's a huge problem. And the second is, is that it makes the sympathetic characters weaker because this is objectively a horrible idea. Yes. The masks are crazy. The song is bad. And so the fact that we have the characters I like advocating for it makes them weaker. Like, it's almost like they're advocating just because Bubbles is against it. I just don't understand. It, it, It feels so fucking obvious that when they pitch this plan, because this is what's going to sell and make the money, that Bubbles is the one that's like, I'm in. And speaks for them. Especially since she gets to still be the cheetah. Especially since she gets to be the cheetah. Mm. And the other three that are sympathetic are like, this is clearly not what we're doing. We're not in it for this. We wanted to make dope music together. Because that I just... I fucking can't understand this decision. This is what should have happened. Because what's going to happen is Bubbles is going to stomp out dramatically. And there's a whole like trove of other girls waiting to talk to Jackal. And it's very clear that they're just going to pick any four people to be this fake band. Mm -hmm. Like they've got the marketing idea for it. They're putting it together like Simon Cowell in One Direction. But stupid. What should have happened is Bubbles should have agreed. The other three should have walked. Yep. They should have put Bubbles with three randos from outside. Yep. And then Bubbles realizes doing this without her best friends is not worth doing. Thank you, yes. Molly, for writing a brilliant movie that would be a thousand times better. And then she goes and apologizes for acting like an asshole for the last week. And then they go to the talent show together. Maybe, maybe in fact, it's supposed to be the big debut of Digital Get Down or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, Global Get Down. Sorry, Global Digital Get Down. Get Down is a very good NSYNC song. I, I got confused. Maybe it should have been the worldwide debut of Global Get Down and the talent show are happening on the same night. And Bubbles is like, what am I doing here? And she runs dramatically to the talent show to make it in the last minute and apologizes. And there's your movie. And I'll still say she shouldn't be the lead of the fucking movie. Absolutely not. She should be the pseudo antagonist that comes around at the end. Yes. Because she's the CCR. Yeah. She, thank you. From, from Cadet, Cadet Kelly. Kelly. She's the Christy Carlson Romano who becomes the friend at the end. And like, you end up liking them because they make the turn. I, again, I just like, there are lots of decoms that have flaws in writing. Many of them. We talk about all the time of they have too many plots. They don't wrap them up. It's too much going. There's so many problems with writing. This is the most bungled and poorly designed plot because it feels so fucking obvious what they should have done. 
And let's let's actually add another thing that the Cheetah Girls has done that has not happened in any decom we've watched thus far. Right? I, I submit to you, this has not occurred in any other decom. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. This moment is designed to be our climax in conflict, and they just let it die. It fizzles in a way that we've not had in any other decom. We've got this moment where the three girls are left sit like let's I, I'd love it if the rewrite actually happened. It doesn't. What happens is Bubbles storms out and the other three girls remain, and that's when they find out the marketing team's plan of just cycling whatever four human beings they want into this group. And then they're not there for it because that's not what they want because they are also like, they've just been trying to, they're just retaliating against Bubbles at this point. There's no real motive around money. They're just retaliating. They're not committed to their stance. A hundred percent. They waffle. So then they leave, not taking the deal, and this which has been the central driver for all of the conflict thus far, fizzles. Yeah, because ultimately they make the same choice she does. Yes. They're at conflict, but they do the same thing because they agree it's a bad idea. And and it's the movie, like that it should end the movie, the, but it's a shit ending. It's now made up conflict where for no reason the Cheetah Girls are over. Exactly. Like the, the conflict becomes, well, we're broken up now. It's, it's the band breakup that's the dumbest band breakup known to man. We have... Bubbles go back to her mom where she is being at this point now a gaslighting narcissist because she's like, I was right. I was about the passion and the money and the money. I'm like, what is happening here? We have Chanel go back to her mom who's ha- who's now discovered like the shopping spree incident. And Chanel is now like, we have Will Ferrell's perfect like, well, that escalated quickly moment with Chanel and her mom. She's like, I'm just so happy to be in your story and be in your dream no matter that where they crazy. take us. That was crazy because I've seen what it's like to not have a mom. Like Woo. almost as a throwaway line saying how important seeing Doe's situation was. But also like obviously Doe's situation is very hard and it does feel a little shoehorned in. But like Doe's doing all right. Like I'm not devaluing how hard her life has been but because to your point max she's not the main character we haven't seen her struggle Mm -hmm. doe's like getting dance opportunities and like still going to this good school and it's like we didn't actually get to see any of the struggle of doe not having a mom for then chanel to say especially if you're chanel if all you've ever had is this one conversation Mm -hmm. about it how does she know what the struggle is like it's just such a it's such a shoehorned in plot and it is a very important plot it should be the main part and by the way aquanet is here we don't see her at all why is why is this not a three-person group i don't like, understand I, it <laughs> they're not going to do anything with her they very like they establish the other three characters they invest in the other three characters they just leave her why, why is she here yeah, but fucking thank you i was about to ask the same question she literally like, we've got chanel's drama we've got bubbles doing the same shit we've got Doe, thriving, apparently. And Aqua... I, I don't understand. Where Where is she? We don't know. I don't understand. But she's the first to show up at the end what we're about to get to. So, the... Again, another reason to like dad, I guess, for Bubbles. Bubbles is father here. He has some wisdom that he shares. And I'm annoyed with this because the wisdom that he shares would be good if Bubbles had had the same stance the entire film. Sure. Instead of the writers realized that they absolutely undermined Bubbles' money issue, and now she went to like, it's about passion. So they're like, well, fuck, we just absolutely underwrote everything that we had written thus far. So dad now has to come in, and his line of, 
Were you trying to do it the cheetah girl's way or your way? While there is some weight to it, it loses some of that value in Bubbles, quote, learning moment, unquote, because there really isn't a moment because she never really reconciles with what she's done. Yeah. I wish that at least, I think what my biggest issue with this movie, well, there's a lot, but I think one of the biggest ones is the fact that Bubbles never gets told that she was wrong. Yep. And even mom should have had that conversation with her when she's crying to mom and saying, I just wanted us to succeed and uh, blah, 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 and like crying. And she's like, mom should have been the one that's like, okay, but I know how you can get where you put, like, she should have like put the mirror up, to, like held the mirror up to bubbles and been like, okay, maybe that's what you wanted. But like, how did you go about it? Cause mm-hmm. I know how you can be. And you know, Lynn Whitfield, who plays okay. Dorothea, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's had to hold a mirror up to some people before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to hold it up to her husband, Mario Van Peebles, when she played Louisa in Jaws the Revenge. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Recognized her instantly from that role. Now, in Jaws the Revenge, it is the fourth of the Jaws canon. Uh, it opens with a shark attack, which is probably not surprising. And uh, Chief Brody's son, Sean Brody, gets tragically eaten by a great white shark. Sure. Um, he's played by Mitchell Anderson, who had a had a long-standing recurring role as Doctor Jack McGuire on Doogie Howser, M.D. Ah, uh, uh huh. And I'm sure you both know that. Are we going through NPH? The star of Doogie Howser, M.D. is of course Neil Patrick Harris. Of course. Who, if I'm going to bring up Neil Patrick Harris, I'm obviously bringing up How I Met Your Mother. So yeah, I have TV to. Have to. Today. I was fact checking. Yeah. Uh, I was fact checking because uh, Barney Stinson, Neil Patrick Harris, is probably the most famous character that he's ever played. Mm-hmm. Terrible person, great character. That or Doogie Howser, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in one episode of How I Met Your Mother, um, it's the one where Marshall keeps giving his stamp of approval out and they all tell him his stamp is worth jack shit because he gives everything yeah. a stamp of approval. Uh, there is a gentleman that comes by in a big hot dog costume uh, promoting a hot dog shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gentleman, as hot dog guy, is Brendan Hunt. Okay. Who is better known to many of you as Coach Beard. In Ted Lasso. Oh, wow. Big Ted Lasso fan here. If I'm going to bring up Ted Lasso, then I'm going to bring up Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, who also played Fred in the film Hall Pass, which uh, he was joined by Owen Wilson playing Rick. And you may know that Owen Wilson plays Oscar in 1998's hit film Armageddon. Oh, yeah. We may- wow. 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 Oh, wow. And wow. you know who we need in Armageddon? Hmm. We need a NASA tech. True. This is the third one we've had. We've got a lot of NASA techs. Third or fourth NASA tech. Uh, But I don't know if any of them are as great as Gooey Geis. Gooey Geis? Gooey Geis? Gooey Geis. Hey, hey, Gooey. Gooey Gooey. Geis, who in his IMDb uh, profile says that as a kid, his dad called him his goo goo guy. So now as a grown man, he goes by Gooey. Nice. That. Okay, goo goo guy. Feels like that shouldn't have followed him that far, but okay, yeah, yeah, if that's what you want to call yourself. I feel like it's too delicious, you know? (laughs) Uh, And... Gooey's not uh, unfamiliar with the space-themed film because he also played Retro White in Apollo 13. Wow, okay. Starring, of course, Tom Hanks. Of course. America's sweetheart? I don't know. America's, America's dad. dad. America's yeah. dad, Tom He's Hanks. America's dad. <laughs> he played the main character, Jim Laurel, but uh, Tom Hanks also starred in 
wrote and directed a very underrated and delightful film, That Thing You Do. A great one. I knew oh, he played well, Mr. Yeah. White, but I did not realize he wrote and directed mm-hmm. that movie. So good job, Tom. Uh, in That Thing You Do, it's about a band in the 50s, 60s, kind of Beatles, you know, mm-hmm. era. Uh, the main character, Guy, gets to finally meet his music hero at the end, Del Paxton, who's played by Bill Cobbs. Del Paxton also plays celebrity manager Delaney in The Bodyguard. Mm. Who is he managing? Well, he's managing... Rachel Marin, who is played by the incomparable Whitney Houston. And wouldn't you know it, Whitney Houston is the producer of the Cheetah Girls. Wow. There you go. Wow, 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 wow. Now, Whitney. Here's the deal. Whitney. Whitney. I've, I've, Whitney. I've not said. I've. Is it the worst thing Whitney ever did? (laughs) Maybe. mm, Maybe. Mm hmm. She married Bobby Brown, which is a poor is choice. Is it the worst piece of art, Whitney? I'm not here to I'm not here to judge life choices. Yeah, let's just talk about what she her work. Yeah. Is this, it is it the worst piece of art she ever? Yeah, produced? I gotta I'm, say, I'm yeah. say yes. I gotta say absolutely. You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. Okay, so with that lovely trip through Whitney Houston, whose talents I think were not on full display here, mm. uh, we are back into what is now the the new climax of this movie. Let me let me just I'm just entered to say again, this is a just a this is just a release of a band, and her talents are on display because the music videos are the best part of this movie. The music is the best produced thing in the movie. The music video section, it's, I mean, like that stuff feels like it could have her influence on it. Yeah. It's everything in between that is horrible. I concur. There's really nothing else to say about that. I concur. We have to get one more music video in, right? We've got three. Sure. We need one one more. more. Yeah. So we have Bubbles taking her dog, Toto, on a walk. Now listen, if you're thinking Toto, like the one from The Wizard of Oz, the answer is yes. It is a, a Bichon dog, and it is a furry little fluffy white doggo that certainly gets crusties in its eyes, and I'm sorry if you're a Bichon owner, I'm not trying to shade your or, dog. Or a Bichon. Or a Bichon. Yeah, you are a small a white Bichon. dog, we're sorry. Yeah, no judgment. For any of our Bichon listeners, yeah, if that's you. Wipe your eyes. Um... He's now taking, she's now taking Toto on a walk and sees that we have global get down out. Their music is being played. She sees the masks and because there are masks, she believes that her ex-friends are now part of global get down and have replaced her. She believes that her friends are going to go judge a competition and when humans murder each other for money. That's right. Wait, sorry. That was Squid Games. I... I do just really quickly. I'm going to add just a little bit of color here, which is that in her, it's just about, I was always about the passion to me. We see her play the piano for the first time. And while she's playing the piano on the stage where the talent show will take place, she is approached by one alley cat strike bowling champion, not Alex, Derek, (laughs) who expresses that this is the type of music that he loves, that it's way better than that pop stuff she was doing. And, they connect over music. They've had this like flirtation throughout a little bit. 
Um, and so she's taking the dog on the walk because she's walking with mom and she goes, I'm going to go to the talent show. Almost in this pseudo, like how big of her, like she's going to go be supportive. Even though her band is broken up, she's going to go be supportive and she's going to go cheer for him. And, and it's established that like, he's probably going to win now. He apparently is very talented. We haven't seen him perform yet, but Without the Cheetah Girls there, Derek's going to win. She's going to go support him. Yeah. I mean, what? A, how big of her? When tragedy strikes. True. Toto runs away. And as he runs through this chaotic uh, flight scene through New York, he falls into a, a, a bit of street construction. Like a construction hole. A street crevasse, as Bear Girls would say. And... Bubbles loses her goddamn mind. She does. And First of all, she when running after Toto, she hits a cop who spills his coffee. And honestly, I would arrest her if I was that cop. <laughs> honestly, like if I... It feels like an abuse of power. Honestly, though, worth it. Because if it is early, you know, whatever time it is, if I'm drinking a nice, fresh coffee and you knock it all over me, I'm arresting you. You, as a citizen, I'm are going to perform. Citizens arrest. You're going to perform a citizens, a citizens arrest. arrest. I see. For the coffee. But catch, no. catch her in Animal Kingdom tomorrow. Arresting guests. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That Just is how that works. With my coffee, and if you bump into me, it's over. Yeah, gotta be. Uh, but then Toto falls, and we get the craziest camera shot. Oh my uh, god! This like whole a movie, hand cam. it all of a sudden becomes a GoPro. Yeah. Like in, it's so wild, and it comes out of nowhere. Um, but then the cop who's about to arrest her, I think. Yeah. He runs up to arrest her for knocking over the coffee. And then he, she's like, no, my dog fell down there. And then he's like, oh, a dog. I better call for backup. Uh And then the news comes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the, the presumption is that because the cops have called backup and blocked out this thoroughfare, there's no traffic going through. The news is now showing up to find out what's blocking the thoroughfare. It is a slow day in New York city news. I'll tell you that much. I also... The talent show's happening. Turns out Derek is quite talented. Quite talented. Sonic Chaos. He Sonic and his best Chaos. have a little duo, and I do think they should win. Yeah. But while during the Toto drama, uh-huh. all these people have stopped to watch the Toto drama. Are they going to get the dog out? Have you guys met New Yorkers? Yes. There are no New Yorkers that are going to stop on the street for 45 minutes. To see if a dog gets caught. I, I don't know. The the whole thing, Molly, to your point, Banana. It's, it's a slow day. Every news truck is there. Fire, police, everybody's there. Everyone's been called. And ultimately, they decide to get the dog out. They have to kill the power grid of New York City. New what? Yorkers would be mad. And the only thing that we're led to believe is the issue with this is that it kills the talent. It kills the power for the talent show. The, all the rest of the city, there, there are bagels somewhere that are not being bageled because the power's out. You know how much schmear you're going to lose if you cut the power in New York City? Yeah. Yeah, so many bagels. So much pizza will have to get thrown away. All, all the bagels and pizza, gone. Hamilton cannot happen, well, okay? It, it was 2003, so it wasn't. Lin-Manuel Miranda is somewhere in New York riding Hamilton right now, and he lost power, and he can't finish it. Maybe he was on the subway where he was riding, and that gave him time to process and through his thoughts. Maybe the power went out, and he 
couldn't see his notebook and he doesn't finish Hamilton because wow. of Raven. Whoa. Think of a world of where that happens. Whoa. I'm just saying. Tragedy. I love New York City, but New Yorkers are not going to stand for this shit. But but somehow everybody is captivated by it. In in contrast to everything we know about being in New York, where people are not captivated by this. Being in New York, I mean, I uh, New York listeners, I love you. That's not a New York thing. I just I can't imagine I'd be happy anywhere. Fuck is the news there? Like I just. Every news outlet. Would it be mentioned on the six o'clock? Maybe. Yeah, but a fluff piece. It's a fluff piece. It, they'd send, Robin Sherbatsky would be there. Yes, they would send Robin Sherbatsky, their field girl out there. And only if it's not some carriage horse's 15th birthday, because that would trump this they, story. They were covering it live as breaking news. And I know that because when they, when the power goes off during Sonic Chaos's great performance, the best music performance, I think, of the movie... It comes back on, and for whatever reason, the television is on an entire wall, and we see a breaking news report about Toto being stuck, which leads to the entirety of the school leaving the talent show to go watch. As they arrive. Now, as the power goes out, people's generators kick on throughout New York City because uh, there is a reference to the great blackout of 1977 that Drink of Champagne makes, which I thought was pretty funny. Drink of Champagne, again, great character. And this is when the rest of the Cheetah Girls decide to trickle into the scene. The first who shows up, because we haven't seen her in a minute, is Aqua. Aqua is the first to appear on the scene. Well, she doesn't have anything going on, so... Clearly. Shows up on the scene... Listen, Bubbles has been in a great red jumpsuit. Aqua shows up in the identical blue jumpsuit. And we do get it where Bubbles looks at her. This is this is Aqua's character moment. Bubbles looks at her and goes, how did you get here? The streets are gridlocked. And then looks past her to see a subway station. Ugh. And you find out Aqua took the subway. She took the subway for Toto. I do like that line. She goes, you took the subway for me? And she goes, I took the subway for Toto. And I was like, I do like that. Got him. Get wrecked, Bubbles. I would more likely do something I didn't want to do for a dog. Yeah. So. Then who should appear but Doe? In the same fucking outfit. In the yellow jumpsuit of the identical variety. she get it? She can't afford it. I don't know. It was the juicy couture sweatsuit of Uh this universe. And I agree. She could not have afforded it. And then who should appear? But Chanel in most of the jumpsuit. She's missing one key piece. Yeah, the headband. We saw that her and her mom were getting their hair done. They see it on the news. They run out. Still their hair in rollers. Mm -hmm. The woman freaks out because their hair is not going to look good. So she shows up. Her hair still all. But don't worry. She apparently had the purple headband on her person. because she did. Aqua helps her put it on. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it. When the four of these teenagers arrive, they realize there is one thing that can rescue Toto the dog. It's not the NYPD. It's not the New York Fire Department. It's not local newscasters. It is their singing. The power of song. (laughs) They begin singing the introductory song of this film. Their talent show special. The Cheetah Sisters begin to serenade Toto as he is stuck in his hole. We are watching him like we are watching naked mole rats in their burrows. It is just, I I just have expected night vision to disappear. And as he sings, he begins to scurry. 
his way out of this hole into, uh, and certainly not a, a prop dog, no. into the police officer's arms as they yoink him <laughs> from the crevasse of the New York City street. Listener, we reround this and watch this three times. It's hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's got some hounded feels to it. Yeah, a little, little puppet situation. And they continue, so they finish their song, and you think they're going to have a come together moment, but they all begin to walk their separate ways. We have not resolved anything. No. But we do know we need another music video. Yeah. So what happens when you have perfectly good broadcasters there and cameras of that quality level, you have the Cheetah Girls, the Cheetah Sisters debut a song that we have not heard or seen or even known was being written throughout this movie, and they crush in their matching jumpsuits on the streets of New York City, continuing to keep the city in gridlock. And now people of New York are joining in. We have, like, construction workers as their backup dancers. And it's after this, after the Cheetah Girls have their reuniting moment in a music video, is when... We have Derek and Raven kiss. Yeah, cool, whatever. We have a shoehorned in romance. It's a decom. What, what were we thinking? But after all of this, that's when Bubbles decides to say, I forgive you to her friends. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why? And she goes, because you're part of Global Get Down. The Cheetah Girls are no more. They're disbanded. And others are like, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck? What? We didn't join that, but I saw the masks on. And they're like, okay, not us. And and then Doe introduces her foster family. Very nice. The Cheetah Girls, this is what sent me. The Cheetah Girls are announced to have won the talent competition. That they didn't compete in. Justice, Justice for, for Sonic, Sonic Chaos. Chaos. Justice for Sonic Chaos. Yes! He was... A was Derek excellent. was crushing it. They were great. And by the way, competed in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie ends in perhaps the worst way any DCOM has ever ended. Jackal Johnson has seen the Cheetah Girls perform on the streets of New York. So his agent calls the Cheetah Girls and then they pass the phone oh, to each it's other. so ridiculous. That's crazy. And they all are like, tell him that, tell Jackal Jones that cheetahs cannot be caged. And like, yep. they all say like stupid cliche things like that. It's, I, <sighs> I have a question. If you were the Cheetah Girls, if we were the Cheetah Girls. Yeah. We had our cool. I, sure. Get Cheetahlicious. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Jackal Johnson calls at the end. Are you being a dick to him or are you going to talk to the record producer? I think I'm going to talk to the record producer. I think I'm going to talk to the record producer. Like, I understand he maybe... And I'm going to ask for more money. Yeah. And, and creative I, control. And creative control. But like, yeah, I understand the point they were trying to make of like, girl power, we do what we want. But like, yeah, he can still make your dreams come true. Right. He yeah. still has all of the connections, the power and, and the money that you don't have as a 14-year-old. And you don't have to sign a contract with him, but maybe don't be a dick to him because he also could influence other record producers. A hundred percent. So maybe chat with him for a second and see what he's willing to negotiate. No, instead they pass the phone around like some sort of weird dissing or roasting relay race ending on Bubbles and she hangs up on him and that's how the movie closes. Dude, After she and Derek make out. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. 
They do smooch. So yeah, listener, that's the Cheetah Girls. Now here's the deal. I'm going to say this now. We understand, or at least are given to understand, that the Cheetah Girls is a fairly popular decom within the community of either our listeners or the Mam Fam, or maybe you. If you're a new listener, if you are a new listener and you've made it this far, welcome to the pod. Rapid have you. I don't. I don't know if I get it, but I'm going to ask you two for your ratings and why. Two. Two. Too high. I'm not going to color your review. Uh, this movie was terrible. Bubbles is one of the most unlikable leads, if not the most unlikable lead we've had in a decom. She never gets in trouble for her bullshit. She never gets any kind of like nothing bad happens to her because of her bullshit. Nobody ever says, "Hey, you're being an asshole." Yeah, they bungled a lot of this. It had a lot of potential. But the two is for specifically Whitney Houston. Okay. The two is for the music videos, because that's clearly where this was mm-hmm. was headed, and um, and Alex's hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to get point one for Alex's hair. Mm-hmm. Max? Well, we know it's a point one. We have Alex's hair, so we'll start there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really fighting myself on this. I had a number <laughs> in my head. I'm just like, oh, man. Here's here's what I'm going to give the movie credit for, because obviously we've been very critical of this film. We've already said, I, I think one of the most diverse decoms we've seen mm-hmm. in terms of representation in a lot of ways, right? Not just of the of the main cast, but also of uh, a biracial parent role. Uh, relationship also of a foster child growing up in a foster home lots of you know multiple backgrounds you have a big scope of socioeconomic status in this movie but man it's just so bad and 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 i have a hard time when i think about what makes this movie good or bad like those things were decided before this movie ever started filming Mm. Mm. And everything else that happened after that is is horrible. And so I'm gonna give it a one point one point four. Oh. And everything that all those points are what I just talked about, and everything else is a fucking mess. It's a mess. This movie I I hated watching it. Mm-hmm. I it it physically made me uncomfortable. The writing is so bad in such obvious... I don't know. It's 1.4. For me, I'm actually right in the middle of you. I wrote this down as soon as the movie ending, and I feel only after our conversation more strongly about it. 1.6. It is only because... To your point, Max, you have a lot of, a lot of really great potential. I'm more upset about the fact that you've had... You've you've given somebody this beautiful, I'm going to equate it to cooking, this beautiful kitchen, all the most upscale tools, everything is at their disposal, and they choose to ignore all of that and make a Hot Pocket. And I'm like, I don't understand why we did that when you have all of this good that you could have done. And it's it's just a little upsetting to me because of the... I know how beloved this movie is, but imagine how much more you would love it if it was executed to the level that it could have been to tell the story that it should have told. I don't understand why it's so loved. Mm -mm. I just, I just don't. 
unless you just jammed out to their music all the time and what you love is their music, I'm on board. Yeah. If it's like, I listen to this in the car every day and I love the Cheetah Girls because these songs are my jams, I get it. I 100% get it. But if I don't understand if the love is for this movie. It's bad. Yeah, I, that, it's it's at a loss to me. So let me read you. Uh, I have I have two reviews for you. One of which that I'll read in its entirety. Uh, the other of which I'm sure we'll find a place to stop. The first of which is titled "Disney had hit rock bottom and started to dig." Maudlin, 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 sickeningly, sickeningly maudlin. What does that word mean? Uh, it's Do sort you know? of like sickly, like overly tropey, mm. sappy Thank sort you. of deal. Mm-hmm. Four girls with questionable entertaining ability want to make it big in the music <laughs> business. Not a new story. My daughter loves this movie, but then again, she loves everything from Disney. I think I'm actually neglecting my duty as a parent by not locking this out of this channel. The movie is quite ludicrous and really strains the will. I failed the test and finally had to run out of the room, leaving my daughter wrapped with attention. I tried not to pay any attention to the... Uh, to this, but I can see and hear the TV from the kitchen. Several times I had to laugh aloud, not because something funny had happened on the screen, but because something so mind-numbing had happened that I had to choose between laughing and screaming. The only person not trying to talk, in quotes, urban, all the time was Raven Pierman? And that gets old really fast. The straw that broke the camel's back was the ultra-maudlin last scenes with the dog in the hole. I moaned and protested audibly when the news crew arrived, when the police spoke in such urgent tones about shutting down power, (laughs) when Raven started pleading into the camera, and finally, when she started singing. I didn't wait for the others to pick up the cue and start harmonizing. That's when I ran out the door. Mm. Uh, That's a one out of ten, folks, if you were curious. Now... That's a great review. I'm sure it identifies a lot of our thoughts. I would like to read this one to you, which might be a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, the review is titled, This Review Will Get You Out of This Garbage for Good. Okay. In long quotes. Are you ready? Yep. The Northern Mockingbird is a medium-sized songbird measuring about 23 centimeters, about nine inches, and weighing about 50 grams or two ounces with longish legs and a tail and a slightly curved bill. (laughs) The grayish-brown color, two parallel white wing bars and broad white wing patch, which is easily seen in flight, distinguish this bird from its cousin, the brown thrasher and the catbird. Uh Range and habitat. (laughs) A non-migrating year-round resident of all areas of the United States, Cuba, and the Bahamas and Mexico, the mockingbird is commonly seen in short grassy lawn areas, which they prefer when foraging for insects for this reason it is quite fond of suburban mode lawns uh, <laughs> it is not common in dense forest interiors but it can be seen at forest edges food <laughs> the mockingbird is, is omnivorous it, hold on. can i just <laughs> the whole review is just fun facts about the whole mockingbirds. review is just a fun fact about mockingbirds 100 <laughs> percent. the entire review is just mockingbirds <laughs> Okay. I was I read that I was like, what? <laughs> what? That is crazy. <laughs> yes. They always go they go through food, value and importance to humans. Do they just love mockingbirds? Causes of endangerment. I think they just didn't want to talk about this movie. And news do that with sharks. So literally at the end of it like there was like so class, what have we learned today? That's right. The cheetah girl stinks. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I agree. So, listener, that has brought us to not the growl, not the purr, maybe a mule that has ended the cheetah girls. What do we have next week? 
Next week, we have our final film of the year, Full Court Miracle. Oh, another basketball movie? A Hanukkah-based. A Hanukkah-based oh, basketball Oh, really? It's the holiday film of this year. And we're oh. done with the year. Happen fast. Happen fast. Not too many. Wow, that is. That is. Really, how many no, do we have no, this year? No Halloween movie this year. We get a Hanukkah uh, holiday movie. So we end the year, let's see, Full Cult Miracle, start with Pixel Perfect, and then going to the mat. And then in 2004, the third movie of 04 is Xenon Z3. Oh, we're back to the, stay, the space day. Now, Alan, you did share as we close this out. Uh, a song that you had Chad GPT write. I did. I was just reading the chorus. Were you? Would you like to read the chorus aloud? I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. I'm all, I'll just do the chorus for you. Imagine this as 2023's AI-generated new Cheetah Girl song. And I, I ask you, is it better than this movie? We're the Cheetah Girls, ready to roar, breaking boundaries forevermore. With our voices loud, we'll sing it proud. Together, we'll make the world spin round. Yes, better than this movie. Nice job. Nice job, man. Claps all around. Claps all around. Listen, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really does help us out. Follow us on all of our socials. And if you want to join in the conversation and chat about this episode, as a lot of our Discord community members do, join us on Discord, folks. It's the Mammoth Club Discord. But until next time, friends, until we end the year of 2003, which means you two and I need to think of what the best and the worst were. Not going to be hard this year. It'll be easy. Folks, we will see you next week for Full Court Miracle. Until then, bye. Goodbye. Bye.